This episode of Amateur Traveler is sponsored by Gotenna. Gotenna is a hardware device that lets your phone communicate at long range without cell, internet, or satellite service. Keep listening and we'll show you how to get $25 off your first purchase. Amateur Traveler, episode 582. Today, the Amateur Traveler talks about food trucks and stuffies, sailing, Roger Williams, and water fire as we go to Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to the Amateur Traveler. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We'll talk more about our sponsor in just a few minutes, but first, let's talk about Providence. I'd like to welcome the show Tamara Gruber from we3travel.com and the Vacation Mavens podcast, who's come to talk to us about Providence, Rhode Island. Tamara, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I say Rhode Island. That's not the full name of the state. Let's just do a little bit of trivia before we go. We're talking about what city? We're talking about Providence. Mm -hmm. The full name of the state is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantation, as I recall. Exactly. We had a vote on that like a couple of years ago. Did you really? Not to shorten it, and they kept it. Yeah. So the smallest state with the biggest name. Yeah, exactly. Why are we talking about Providence? Why should someone go to Providence? Providence is a great little city. So for people that are looking for a weekend getaway and are into food, into the arts, then Providence is a really good fit. It's a very small but vibrant city, very progressive, very New Englandy in that way. And when you say small, how small is Providence? I don't know off the top of my head. A little bit under 200,000 people in Providence altogether. Okay. Excellent. Well, what do you recommend for an itinerary for Providence? So I think it's good for a weekend. So unless you're going to combine it with going to Boston or Newport or somewhere else in the neighborhood. And I would recommend coming in the spring, summer, or fall. Okay. If you're here in the winter, you're not going to enjoy it quite as much. And there's not as much going on, to be honest with you. So what I always recommend for people to do is to look on a website called waterfire.org. Waterfire is kind of like a signature event for mm-hmm. Providence. And if you can schedule your time in Providence during a Waterfire event, then you're going to get to see it at its best. And we've talked about Waterfire. We did an episode on Rhode Island years ago. I don't even remember how many years ago now. And talked about Waterfire. But please describe this for our audience. It's really an art installation. And it's something that you feel on many senses. So there's probably about 100 different fires that they light in the water in a river that runs through the city. And it ends in this basin, which is the Water Place Park, and it's right near the State House. And there's about 100 different bonfires that are lit going through a river that runs through the center of town. And in addition to the fire, you smell the smoke. There's this general aura in the air from the ambient light from all the the smoke of the fires. And they pipe in music, which is always usually a little bit eerie in a way. Hmm. It has this very mysterious, eerie feel to it. It just sets the mood. And then you'll have things happening on the river. Performers, you'll see people juggling fire. There will be 
different types of street performers, dance, so all kinds of things going on. And then along the outskirts, you'll have the craftspeople and the food vendors. So it's just the kind of thing that brings the whole community together. You can walk along the river. There are also these bridges that will cross the river and underneath the bridges are lit with chandeliers. So it kind of has a little huh. bit of a Venetian feel. And you can actually take a gondola ride along the river. It's like a few different types of boat cruises that you can do you know, during water fire. But I think a gondola is one of the most romantic ways to do it. I had mistakenly, I believe, gotten the impression that Waterfire was one week, but it's what it's like April through September, it looks like. Yeah, it's not every weekend, so mm-hmm. it's not something where you can say, oh, come on a Saturday, and it's every Saturday. It's not. Right. They try to move them around. It's usually Friday, Saturday, maybe a Sunday, occasionally during the week, but it's not every weekend, so it's definitely something that you have to check the schedule in advance, and they actually add some as the season goes on because it's a nonprofit, so as they get additional funding, they will add some additional either partial lightings or full lightings. It's really a very special event. Anyone that I've had come to visit, when they go, they're like, wow, this is so cool. Every city kind of has a signature thing. It's like San Antonio's Riverwalk. So water fire is it for Providence. Okay, interesting. So we'll go when there's a water fire, some weekend there's a water fire. What else are we going to do during the day before the river catches fire? <laughs> and with Providence's history, you hope it really doesn't catch fire. <laughs> I think one of the things to do, actually, still based on the river, something that's really fun that I did this spring is to take a, a riverboat tour. And what they'll do is start off down by the river, feeds into the Narragansett Bay, which goes down into the ocean. And we have a hurricane barrier right before downtown starts. And so that's where the, the riverboat tour starts. And you'll learn about the history of the city, some floods that have happened through hurricanes, point out different landmarks. So it's really, even for someone that's lived here for a very long time, it was really interesting and such a cool perspective to be able to see the city from the water and hear about it from that way. That's one of the things that I would recommend. We do have a couple of small museums and things. One that I really enjoy is Rhode Island School of Design's Mm -hmm. museum. I think one of the things that makes Providence pretty special is that we have this college town feel combined with this very creative, progressive feel to the city. So we have Rhode Island School of Design. So that Mm -hmm. kind of brings in the artist community where you have a lot of people that have stayed and have small studios and different loft spaces, and you'll see them around town, whether it's at the farmer's market or other events or all different types of artists. And then we have Brown University, so you have more of the academic. Mm -hmm. And then we also have Johnson & Wales, which has a really strong culinary program, which gives us a really good food scene. Oh, interesting. That seems like a really good idea. (laughs) Yeah, and it gives us really something, something different. So I think Going to the RISD, as we call Rhode Island School of Design, the RISD mm-hmm. Museum is very nice. It's not just about being an art museum. It's also the historic buildings that it's in. So I always find something interesting about a museum many times is not just what's on the walls, but the actual walls themselves. Excellent. Yeah. So beyond that, I mean, if you're into history, you can walk on uh, Benefit Street. You'll find houses that were built in the 1700s. There are some walking history tours that you can do and tour the state capitol. But I really recommend just spending time 
walking along the river, enjoying downtown and popping into different places to eat. Because I find one of the reasons why people would want to come visit is that we do have a pretty good food scene. Okay. Well, you bring up the food scene. So specific recommendations for either cuisine or restaurants? I will say with cuisine, Rhode Island kind of has a history of strong Italian and strong Portuguese populations. But I feel like now, because of that Johnson & Wales influence, you'll find not just your traditional cuisines, but really a focus on fresh, local, farm-to-table, and some funky kind of places too. So my favorite overall, I would say, is a place called Baccaro, and that's Italian. They have a grilled pizza, which I could eat all day long, every day. So (laughs) that is amazing. A lot of people have heard of Al Forno, which Mm -hmm. introduced the grilled pizza concept and has been on Food Network and places like that. So the chef at Baccaro actually left Al Forno and I actually like Baccaro better. So that would be one. And then there's really just all kinds of cuisine from Peruvian to Mexican. You will definitely find a lot of hipster kind of things. Okay. Especially on like the west side. So, so you've, you've promised me funky and hipster. So what would be some examples of that? So if you're looking for brunch, I would say go to Julian's on the west mm-hmm. side. And another place not too far from there is called Ogie's Trailer Park. And it's almost like a bar food truck concept put together. So you have to go up and order your food from the trailer. There's an outside where you can sit, which is kind of like a outdoor picnic tables, but then also some space inside. And they have things like truffle tater tots and fried Brussels sprouts. So not maybe necessarily your typical bar food or typical Mm -hmm. bar scene. So And I think that qualified when the truffle tater tots as hipster. Was there something else that qualified as funky? I I kind of put those two together. Maybe that's just showing my age. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair enough. That's that's all right. I just wasn't sure if that was one category or two. Yeah. We do have a lot of food trucks too, though. So you will find just slightly outside of downtown, there's a large park, which kind of modeled after Central Park called Roger Williams Park. And On Friday nights, you will have a really large food truck gathering. So whenever there's events happening downtown, too, you'll find a lot of food trucks. And it's everything from fries to very good Asian to French and very non-traditional food truck food that you'll find there. But you'll also find pretty long lines sometimes. So that's something to think about. Let's take a break here and hear from our sponsor. This episode of Amateur Traveler is sponsored by Gotenna. I'll admit that I'm a geek, but I was interested in the product Gotenna. This is a product that was inspired after the 2012 Hurricane Sandy, when all the cell towers and power stations went down in a 10-state area. And the idea with Gotenna is that you can communicate that your device is talking to somebody else's device is talking to somebody else's device. It's a mesh network. The idea is this small device has a 24-hour battery life. It's weatherproof. It's compact. It comes with its own app. You buy it in a pair of two of these for $179, and then you're off the grid. You don't need cell towers. You don't need internet. You don't need satellite. You do need other people with GoTenna devices. I was surprised how many were in my area. If you're traveling, the app even comes with offline maps for any region in the world. And if you're interested in Gotenna, you can go to gotenna.com, G-O-T-E-N-N-A.com. Check the show notes for the links and save $25 by using the code AmateurTraveler25. Thanks to Gotenna for sponsoring this podcast. 
Okay. Well, and you brought up Roger Williams. In the history of Rhode Island, there's an interesting character because he's the one who founded Rhode Island after getting kicked out of the Massachusetts Bay Colony for, I think the quote was, new and dangerous ideas. How is he remembered in Rhode Island? Well, there is a small national park, which actually had some friends visit, but they wanted to see it to check off their national park passport, but there's Absolutely. really not much to see there. You know? <laughs> but there is a, a visitor center where you can learn about that history. But I think in general, we try to keep that spirit alive of diversity and welcoming. And I think you'll definitely find that more in Providence, perhaps, than in other places in the state. But everything was based on religious freedom. That was really why he was thrown out. So that feeling of diversity and welcoming is something that the state tries to uphold today. Okay. What else do you recommend we see or do while we're in Providence? There are a lot of activities that you can do. There's a bike path that you can ride from Providence down to Bristol, and a lot of that is along the coast. So that can be a very pretty bike ride. There are places to rent bikes if you're coming in from out of town. There's farmer's markets and things like that to go to. That's why I recommend coming in the summer, because if you are mm -hmm. going to be able to enjoy the city, there's less to do inside than there is to do outside. You can also kayak in the river, stand up paddle boarding, things like that. But if you're looking for more things to do. You might want to also tack on a, a trip to Boston or down to Newport. Newport's a very popular destination, especially in the summertime, mm -hmm. because it's a boating capital. What would I do in Newport? Newport is mostly known for the mansions, which are the, the summer cottages of the likes of the Vanderbilt. So a lot of people will come to be able to tour some of those mansions. But I also really recommend getting out on the water because Newport is the sailing capital of the world. So you can go out on a sailboat. You can either charter one or take a, a group tour and get to see the bay. Like I said before, I enjoy the perspective of seeing things from the water. And you can do seal watching tours and other activities on the water. There's a cliff walk where you can walk along the the backyards of the mansions. So you'll see on one side the the mansions and on the other side the rocks down to the water. So it's a really beautiful coastline there. Okay. Any other side trips that you would recommend besides Newport? I think we've done Boston and another show, so we'll, we'll leave that for another show. Yeah, I mean, it's really centrally located. It depends on the time of year that you're coming, but there mm -hmm. are a lot of other things to do in Rhode Island. It is the ocean state, so you will find beaches and state parks, beautiful places to have a picnic, take a bike ride. Okay, I'm going to ask you to get a little more specific, specific beaches or state parks that you would recommend we see. Yeah, my favorite is Beavertail State Park, and it's in the town of Jamestown, which is next to Newport. It is set out on a rocky cliff. There's a small mm -hmm. lighthouse at the bottom, and it's a great place to fly a kite. It's a great place to climb on the rocks, do some tide pooling, visit the lighthouse. They have like a little small aquarium there. It's one of those slightly hidden gems that even many people in Rhode Island don't always take the time to go down there. It's actually one of my favorite places in the state. The views are just spectacular. So that's one of my favorite. Narragansett certainly has a lot of great beaches as well. And from there, you can take the ferry over to Block Island, which is a wonderful day trip. 
Now, Block Island is... It's part of Rhode Island. It's it's off the coast. You can kind of get to it either from Long Island in New York or well, that's what from I was thinking. Yeah. Rhode Island. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I know Block Island. Yeah, just a small block in the ocean, and it's really very much a summer destination. I think the ferry stops running at least on a regular basis after probably around this time of year, September or October. But there's beautiful cliffs and you can either go out there for a day and rent bikes or scooters to explore the island, or you can take a vacation out there for a week. So if I went the other direction, I'd go to Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket. Is Block Island similar to those? Similar, but a lot smaller. Sure. Okay. And I would say not quite as touristy, but just because there are, it was really only one town in Block okay. Island where you take the ferry into. The only reason I've ever heard of it is the Billy Joel song, Down Easter Alexa, where they're yeah. sailing Block Island Sound. And I've heard the name, but I really knew nothing about the island other than it was somewhere near Long Island because it's a Billy Joel song. Yeah, I love but, that song. <laughs> okay. Well, that was one of my favorites as well. Anything else we want to say about Providence or things to do outside of Providence? This is not going to be a long show. It's not a big state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly so many destinations, you're covering a week itinerary, and there's so much to do. Rhode Island is, like you said, it's small, and the city is small, and that's why I think it's perfect for a weekend. I think one thing we didn't cover maybe is where to stay. So okay. I would say if you're looking for a more of a historic hotel, then I would look at the Biltmore Hotel right in downtown mm -hmm. that was recently redone, and it's very beautiful. But then if you're looking for something a little bit more boutique-like. There's the Providence Hotel, and something very unique would be the Dean Hotel, which they will say is the site was formerly a brothel. Okay. So if you have that on your bucket list in some way, <laughs> then there you go. But there's a lounge. They kind of keep that feel in the lounge in terms of the artwork and the decor. Okay. Uh, let's wrap up then with some of our standard questions. You're standing in the prettiest spot in Providence. Where are you standing? What are you looking at? I think you're standing in Water Place Park. And if it is a water fire night, you're looking down at the basin and you're seeing the fires and you're seeing the smoke rising and listening to the music. If it's at sunset, you're looking up at the state capitol building and the sun is setting behind it and the glow from the sunset is reflecting off of the marble of the dome. Okay. We talked about coming during the water fire nights. Is there one particular day of the year which is the best time to be in Providence? I would say if you're there in October, mm -hmm. there are sometimes two different events that are going on. Well, actually, one of them moves around, but one is the Flames of Hope. So when they do More water fire. fire, yeah, I know, it's a big thing. But if you do, they, they kind of light all the fires pink for breast cancer awareness, and they light up the state capitol dome pink as well. So hmm. it's kind of a special time to be there. Otherwise, I would say if you can come during PVD Fest, which is an arts festival, which will bring in all types of street performances from... I've seen the, I think it was called the Bandaloops, which they actually dance down the side of a building. They kind of repel down a building and <laughs> in dance format to large 
mechanized dinosaur type creatures like walking through the city. So this is what I mean by it is a creative capital and you have some pretty funky things going on. But I can't say this is the one day because unfortunately they don't always make that the same time of year or the same day of the year. Okay, but that is absolutely worth looking up when when that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, Okay, that's interesting. You'll find a lot of those little events too. I would say like look on the Go Providence website, which is the tourism website mm-hmm. for Providence and try to look at the event calendar because there are things like the Pronk Fest always goes on on Columbus Day. And that is a brass band, marching band parade that goes through town. And it's just, it's really funky and crazy. And you'll have other things like there's a, steel yard where you'll have events happening where they're pouring hot iron and, you know, just things that you really aren't finding in other huh. cities. Okay. You got to tell me more about this. There's a steel yard, but it's just a normal steel yard that most of the year makes steel and then opens up for a festival or what, I, what is going on here? <laughs> it's actually like a more of a creative space. Okay, so I you wondered. have people that are creating whether it's sculpture or other things metal working and they will have special events where they will do these hot pours you even see at like a pvd fest there will be someone out there i don't even know the right technology the the right language for it but it they will be creating things from hot metal it's kind of like when you go to the living history Mm -hmm. museums and blacksmith is always a popular one to go and see them working so it's kind of like that thing in the modern modern day so to get to see that type of creativity and artistry at work huh interesting who do you wish everybody who is coming as a tourist could meet most interesting providence character well the most interesting and well-known providence character uh, passed away not that long ago and that was our illustrious mayor that really brought the city back to life, but there was a lot of corruption. He ended up going to jail, (laughs) came back from jail and had his own talk show, is still super famous and even had another run for mayor. So that was Buddy Cianci. But unfortunately, he's, well, unfortunately for for many, he's no longer with us. If he's dead, we're not going to hope the listeners get a chance to meet him anytime real soon. But interesting. Okay, last few questions. One thing that makes you laugh and say only in Providence. Besides people dancing down the side of a building. (laughs) (laughs) I will say the one thing that Rhode Islanders in particular are very proud of and very particular about is their food. So there are certain foods that you will only see in Rhode Island. So whenever someone talks about whether it's a stuffy or Dell's lemonade or probably half a dozen other things, then you kind of laugh to yourself and you say, yeah, only in Rhode Island. Okay. L- lemonade, I can guess what that is. A stuffy. Yeah. Stuffy is a quahog, which is a clam. It's a state. Okay. I don't know if they ever officially made Your it. Your state crustacean state. or something yeah, like crust- that. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it is it's chopped up with breading, with chorizo and some other flavorings and served on the clam shells. So Maybe a little bit like a clams casino, but with a lot more breading. Okay. Lastly, if you had to summarize Providence, Rhode Island in three words, what three words would you use? I'd say creative, progressive, and small. Even though that sounds like a negative, it's really a positive in many ways. Okay. 
Excellent. And our guest again has been Tamara Gruber. And Tamara, where can people read more about your travels or hear more about your travels? Yeah, two places. Uh, I write about our travels at we3travel.com. And I am also the co-host of Vacation Mavens podcast and where we talk to many other family travelers about destinations and about family travel topics. And when you say we three travel, that would imply that there are three in your family and it's talking about family travels. Exactly. Excellent. And do you have one particular article that everyone should read before they go to Providence that's on your website? I do. If you're a family, I have a an itinerary for planning a family weekend in Providence, and I can give you that for the show notes. Excellent. And are you going to suggest anything that we should have mentioned on the show? No. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm thinking about it. Not to the best of your knowledge. Excellent. Tamara, thanks so much for coming on Amateur Traveler and sharing with us your love for Providence. Thank you. News of the community. By the time you hear this, I will be in India with some of you as part of the Amateur Traveler trip for 2017. If you want to take part in the trips for 2018 and 19 to Central Europe and Peru in that order, then go to amateurtraveler.com slash trips. You'll be hearing more about our trip later on on the show or on the website. I'm not sure which. I've got a lot to do before I go, so I'm going to end this episode of The Amateur Traveler. If you have any questions, send an email to host at amateurtraveler.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at amateurtraveler.com. And thanks so much for listening. 